Hey, everybody, and welcome to another spooky edition of the Make a Strange podcast. It is the most haunted day of the week, Saturday, which is true. You remember we did an episode about vampire hunters, and if you were born on a Saturday, you could see vampires. Oh, I didn't know that. Saturday is the most haunted day of the week, and that's why we do a new episode of Make a Strange every Saturday at noon. (laughs) The time has come. We should do it at like 3 a.m. Once again, I'm not doing a podcast at 3 a.m. I'm (laughs) sleeping at 3 a.m. Oh, shit. Fuck that. The witches could have my stuff because I'm sleeping. You're sleeping. I'm sleeping. Um, how you doing, Johnny? Pretty good. You were just sleeping a moment ago. Yeah, do you know that feeling when you wake up and you're doing a podcast? No, I don't know that feeling. Is that a is that a nightmare? Is that a common creepy pasta? Yeah, yeah. You wake up and you're in the middle of a podcast. That's actually terrifying. Imagine just waking up and you're like, <laughs> like some podcast is just happening. You ever heard of the actor's nightmare? No. So in theater, there's a very famous anecdote everybody in theater gets told about the actor's nightmare at one point Mm. which is a dream well it's essentially what you just said yeah you you wake up and you find yourself on stage in the middle of a show oh dude and you're the star of the show oh but you don't know what the show is no and you don't know what your lines are and this is uh, like a it's like a reoccurring psychological dream, you know, like dreams of falling. Yeah. Dreams of flying dreams of your teeth falling out. I get those all the time. Famous dreams. Yeah. Well, the actor's nightmare is a famous dream and maybe it only affects actors. Yeah. I myself have never had the actor's nightmare. Uh, actually, maybe I have and I'm just blocking it out. I've definitely found myself in the actor's nightmare in real life where (laughs) I thought I was just going to go improvise something or wing it. And as soon as I got on stage, it was like blank. Mine went blank and I started having a panic attack. So I've had I've had it in real life in there. Um, Uh, I have that dream a lot where it's like uh, someone comes up to you like, where have you been? Uh, You never finished high school. You got to go back. You got to finish your classes. And it's like, what? No, I want to go back. I had a I had a stress dream the other night. Uh huh. This is another actor's nightmare. Oh, shit. I dreamed that I had a really big audition Ooh. that I had to go to. Mm. Um, and I put sunscreen on in my dream. I put sunscreen on, okay. but I put on too much and I couldn't wipe it in. Oh. And so I was just covered in this white goopy liquid Dude. and I kept trying to rub it in and rub it, but I couldn't get it to turn clear. That's so and stressful. I, and I had to go to my audition covered <laughs> In like un un unwiped in sunscreen shit. It looked like a bird had shit all over me. And I show up for my audition. And, and you get it, the part. And in my dream, a friend of mine had hooked me up with the audition. Okay. And because I looked like shit, they came to me afterwards and said that they had lost their job because of the way I looked. And then I woke up. It was the worst. This happened to me like two nights that ago. Is the, it's the best feeling though when you wake up. And you're like, oh, thank God. Like, I love I, that feeling. I actually woke up and it, I, I was still in the stress from the Oh, dream. shit. Uh, I've had that happen. So it kind of ruined my day. So this is not about that. This no. is just I mean, anecdotes. Uh, hey, welcome, everybody, to the Make a Strange podcast. I'm just vetting my own personal uh, therapeutic nightmares here, trying to get a little I session. I people at home love. They love hearing about our lives. So yeah, I think. They, they, I think so, too. Uh, <laughs> what's any uh, stress dreams you've had lately? Oh, I don't, I can't, I don't really remember my dreams very often. Uh, I definitely have like ones about like exes coming back 
And those stress me out. Oh, like it's just like I'm living my life and an ex will show up and I'll be like, uh, what are you doing here? And it's like an uh, ex from a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be like, like who? I don't, I don't want to give names. Like what's their name? I don't want to give their names. What do they look like? Uh, blonde hair and glasses. Oh, you know who you are. Oh, shit. Johnny's still dreaming about you. No. Maybe there's something to be said there. No way. Well, on today's <laughs> episode, uh, we're going to be talking about dreams a little bit. Yeah. We're going to be talking about shifting your reality. Oh, for real. Um, Yeah, we got a lot to cover. Today, we are talking about the main topic today. We're going to be covering the back rooms. And I'll be adding some internet mysteries to the mix as well. Yeah, the back rooms. A lot of people out there uh, may not have heard of the back rooms, but I'm sure a lot of people have actually as well because it's a relatively new phenomenon, concept, urban legend, I will say. I will go so far to say that the back rooms is an urban legend that is currently being developed, Mm. which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I love that. Because we talk about a lot of things on this show that happened a long time ago. Just last week, we were talking about yokai, and we were Mm. telling some legends that have been around for over a thousand years. Well, today we're going to be talking about a legend that's been around for less than five years. Yeah, I was about to say. But it is still, uh, it's huge. I think the fact that it's so young... And so modern. I I don't know. There's so much information about the back rooms. It's kind of mind boggling that there could be so much said about something that is so brand new. I know very little, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say. But I just there's too much. There's too much. I will not be able to cover even half of it. I won't even be able to cover 20% of it, but I will jump around from entry level all the way to advanced back rooms knowledge. And everything in between. I'll give you a little uh, sampler, a taster's choice of backrooms knowledge. Okay. And and we'll definitely get into the origins. We'll talk about the ties to real world events. Okay. Are, the, are the backrooms real? What are the arguments for the backrooms being real? And, uh, and a little bit of everything in between. Before we get into it, though, I do want to say that this episode is sponsored by uh, Jess, our good friend, who just put out their new novel, My Volcano. Check this out. Let's go to the close-up cam. You get a good good picture of the cover of My Volcano by John Elizabeth Stinzi. Everybody, I want you to check out My Volcano. Uh, This novel just came out in March of 2022, and, uh, you know, it's an awesome book. It is about a volcano that sprouts up in the middle of Central Park in New York in the summer of a fictitious 2016 this event coincides with mysterious things happening all over the world. Um, kids get sent back in time. They can time travel. In fact, uh, we were sent these like cool tarot cards that kind of coincide with events that happen in the book. Ooh, there's the opal. I love these tarot cards. Yeah, these are sick. The green man, the column. I know that there's a, a house that grows legs and starts walking around. And ooh, there, there it is. is right there. The Golem. It's filled with yokai. It's filled with all kinds of crazy shit. And it's actually getting like (laughs) rave reviews. Um, Publishers Weekly called it a brilliant achievement. And it's written by a mega stranger, somebody within our own community. That's the most beautiful part. You could support a fellow viewer of this show. So go pick up My Volcano and show some love to our friend Jess. 
All right, so there is that. Uh, let's let's get into it. Yeah, let me ask you something. Ask away. All right. Would you hang out here? <laughs> Fuck no. That looks like a sh- I'll go to close up cam. That looks like a Resident Evil level. Like a shark is gonna, like a like a zombie shark is gonna swim up to me. Uh, does this picture make you feel creeped out? I wouldn't say creeped out, but definitely like I. I'm I'm worried about my shoes right now. Yeah, you're worried about your shoes. Let me give you let me give you a, a different one here. Okay. What about uh, this place? Oh no. Yeah, no. That's like uh, being stuck, like having to close up your work at night, and like turning off the light really fast and running away vibes. Is that what the back rooms is? Is like kind of that fear of like being at work late at night? I got another one for okay. you here. I got another one for yeah, you yeah. here. Oh, yeah. I don't like that one. Look at this. I'm sorry for the glare, everybody. That's like you're going to walk like around the corner. And someone's going to be like backwards, like just standing there. Ooh. The supermarket. Yeah. Late at night. Um, these pictures that mm. I'm showing you are yeah. photographs of a phenomenon known as a liminal space. Okay. These are known as liminal spaces. Yeah. We've talked about those on the show like briefly. Yeah. Um, I guess liminal spaces are kind of a new concept, something that really came into the collective consciousness about four or five years ago. Mm. 2019, liminal spaces uh, became a big, big thing. The idea of a liminal space is it's a transitional space. Um, you know, like it's a place that you would go to normally in your life that's filled with people. It's bustling with activity, yeah. but it's not. It's there's no home there. There's no like sanctuary. There's no place to like lay down and relax. Mm. So essentially these places are not made to be stayed in. Okay. They are transitionatory areas. You are always passing through a liminal space. It's like a parking garage or a hallway in a hospital, or a staircase in a skyscraper, or the locker rooms in a high school. These are places you interact with, maybe on a daily basis, okay. but you wouldn't hang out there. No. And you're always there with other people. When these places are vacant of other people, they take on an otherworldly or dreamlike quality that is yeah. very unsettling. Um, I, I pulled a definition off the internet, which said a liminal space location is a transition between two other locations or states of being. Typically, these are abandoned and oftentimes empty. For example, a mall at 4 a.m. or a school hallway during summer, for example. Uh, these places feel frozen and slightly unsettling, but also familiar to our minds. They have a sense of nostalgia to them. Um, The concept of liminal spaces encompasses physical spaces that, due to their function, are transitional in nature. Hallways, waiting rooms, parking lots, rest stops. Um, They have a sense of eeriness, nostalgia, apprehension. People report when they're in these places, um, yeah, they get filled with a sort of like existential dread, um, an otherworldly feeling, some sort of forlorn atmosphere. Do you ever find yourself in a liminal space? Can you think of a a time where you've been? I, for myself, know that I always feel this way 
when I'm in a parking lot, a parking garage late at night and yeah. I'm the only one there, like if I'm the last person oh, yeah. to, to leave uh, an event, like, you know, late at night at Disneyland or leaving the mall or even my dad's uh, sky, uh, not skyscraper, office building that mm. he works in. Sometimes we'd be there late at night when I was a kid and we'd be the only ones in the parking garage when we were leaving. It felt very creepy. It felt like there could be somebody else in there watching us, but that we wouldn't know about it because there's so many places to hide. But also if there was a person in there watching us, that's scary because nobody's supposed to be in there. Yeah. Uh I I I recall like being a like a a teen and like when you're a teen and you like uh I would go to the mall a lot and and if like a girl was like, "Yo, let's smooch." I knew a spot and it was like the back like catacombs of the mall where like the staff use it to get into the store, like get into the the food places. Yeah. And that was scary as fuck cuz uh it's a Freehold Mall for anyone who uh knows about it. Uh, yeah, it had like a green, like 80s paint on the wall and it would just go forever. It was scary. And you just you just like run around. Check out this liminal space. I think this is like a movie theater. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. This, I love movie. This like looks that. like where uh, it the clown would come to kill you. Yeah, it looks like a Five Nights at Freddy's level. Yeah, literally <laughs> you wake up and you're in this hallway and you don't know. How the fuck you got here and where the exit is. Yeah, I, I, I we've talked about this before. I, I love the concept of like this to me. It just reminds me of childhood, like being in like an old movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> but like that, how that could be scary to like a younger generation. Um, I have some more liminal spaces sure. that I'd love to show off. I just pulled these off the Internet. Oh, yeah. This is a dead mall. I uh, love abandoned malls. The, the gumball machine has been emptied, <laughs> which to me is like the worst part. By the way, there I used to watch the this. Uh, horror anthology on Nickelodeon yeah. called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark was my favorite show when I was a wow. child. I get scared. My palms get sweaty. 100% I would watch this show <laughs> religiously every Saturday night on SNCC. On SNCC. Shouts out. Who remembers SNCC? Leave a, leave a comment if you remember SNCC. They tried to make a teen Nick later on and it sucked. To Nick. Yeah. I loved SNCC, dude. All that. Roundhouse. Are you afraid of the dark? That was the culmination. Dude, on the, Saturday night. the intro to "Are You Afraid of the Dark" was scarier than the show. And when it would start, when it would start, my hands would get sweaty, my palms would get sweaty. Yeah, you see that clown and then the fucking swing. Ugh. I'm getting goosebumps. Look. Yeah, my arm. Oh shit, you yeah. are <laughs> standing up on edge. I love "Are You Afraid of the Dark." So there was this episode of "Are You Afraid of the Dark." where a kid got uh, uh, zapped into a pinball machine. Oh. But the pinball machine was in a mall, and then when he got sucked into it, he was transported to an empty mall Whoa. like this. But then there would be these monsters who would chase him around the mall. Uh, it was a creepy episode. It it was actually a precursor to the back rooms. Okay. It, that pretty much fits in quite closely to the back rooms lore, which is interesting. We're going to get into the backrooms, but uh, the backrooms is an urban legend that we actually know the exact date it was started. That's crazy to live in a modern age like that. May 12th, 2019 wow. okay. was, the, was, was the first day the backrooms first appeared on the internet in conversation and photos. But people say that the backrooms have been around for centuries Ooh. and that people have described the backrooms and talked about it without realizing it was the back rooms because that's the modern name for it. But this phenomenon has been going on for years and years. Mm. So that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark could have been a reference to the back rooms. Oh. They just didn't know it at the time. 
let me show you. Uh, let me skip ahead here. All right. Check out this photo. That's the back rooms I know and love. This is the quintessential liminal space photo. Okay, so this was the photo that was posted on May uh, 12th, 2019 on 4chan, where they had a post that said, post disquieting images that just feel off. And this room was, uh, this photograph was posted with the description of um, a mildewy smell. It said, you're in this room. Whoa. It smells a little mildewy. Uh, there's a slight humming from the fluorescent lights. Oh, yeah. And um, and it's totally empty, and it's like a maze, and you just can't find your way out. And that was kind of all that was said in that thread. But based on that post, a whole community has sprouted up to grow off of that original post to expand this photo into essentially an entire horror universe like Stephen King shit this one photo yeah has exploded into the the biggest modern alternate horror reality of our age you like if you if you are on any kind of platform for like internet platform for a while you'll run into a, this photo this photo um this is a photo of the back rooms. Yeah. So what the back rooms are, and let me just break it down for you. I'll just get right. I'll, I'll lay it all out for sure. you right now. The back rooms are a glitch in our reality. The way you find yourself in this back room traditionally is you no clip out of existence. <laughs> no clipping is a term yeah. that comes from video games. It's when you kind of break through a wall. You find a glitch in the level design where you can pass through a barrier that you're not supposed to be able to pass through. Yeah, and like old Steam games, you could type into the, uh, there's like a client to enter in code and you write in no clip and it gives you like God mode ability and you could just fly throughout the level. Yeah, so the idea is that you could actually no clip in reality and then you would find yourself in the back rooms. Here's another picture of the back rooms. I'll just cycle through them. Okay. So it's said that the back rooms are infinitely long. Not infinitely long, but so big you can never explore all of it. Um, there's actually been several iterations of the back rooms. Originally, there was a, a layout to it. This is more back rooms here. Um, but then the story kind of evolved to say that no two rooms in the back rooms are exactly the same. It's like procedurally generated. Yeah, so it's extremely easy to find yourself lost in there. They say that the back rooms are 600 million square miles, which is three times larger than the surface area of the Earth, which means the back rooms yeah. is three times as large as the planet Earth worth of hallways. Um, That's terrifying. You're going through the back rooms and then let's go to a close up. You're going to the bath back rooms and then suddenly you see some shit like this. Oh, and you're like, what the fuck is that? It's like someone else getting lost in there. Yeah, because in the back rooms, not only are there other people trapped in there, but there are entities in the back rooms as well. There are creatures in there. Oh God. Um, some people say, gosh, where do I begin? Some people say that the back rooms 
are purgatory. I can see that. They say that I'm I'm getting so ahead of myself. They say that there's uh sorry everybody. Sorry. No, it's it's so big. I'm trying to think of like yeah. the best way to describe this to you. I think purgatory I, was a good I, I really feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. Some people say it's purgatory, but that is so like deep in the lore. Yeah. Uh let me let me uh let me rewind a little bit. Okay. Let me just describe that picture. Let me I'll pull it up. Just so people have it. This uh, original photo here. Okay, so you know what we're talking about. The backrooms yeah. photo. This is known as level zero of oh. the backrooms. You got a little uh, charging spot for your phone? Yes. So originally in the lore, this is all there was. This is all that there was to the backrooms. So when the creepy uh, pasta, this is a creepy pasta yeah, essentially, yeah. when it first was introduced... This was the only aspect to the back rooms. This was it. This was everything. You get trapped in this yellow infinite hallway. And the description says moldy carpet, monochromatic yellow walls, buzzing fluorescent lights. Um, one of the entities created by users of this level are hounds described as disfigured manic humanoid beings that should be avoided at all costs. Another feature of this level is the no clip zone, which could lead you to come back to Earth or to be transported to the start of the level or to a new dimension uh, with other hostile beings. Dude, the no-clip zone. The no-clip zone. It sounds zone. like, like a, a really shitty gamer podcast. The no-clip zone. <laughs> so that was it. That was the back rooms. It was this uh, yellow hallway. kind of looks like an old abandoned 70s office building. You you basically get trapped in there somehow and it's nearly impossible to find your way out and there are strange creatures in there that kind of follow you around. They're called hounds. I love this. It's kind of a like peek into the psyche of like a younger generation of like what scares Gen Z. Yeah. The no clip zone is this part of the back rooms. You search for it and if you're lucky enough to find it, you might just no clip your way back to reality okay. and then you go on with your life as if it never happened by the way a big part of the lore of the back rooms is that it's very hard to remember your experience once you have come back from the back rooms some people say that we have all each of us been to the back rooms at some point in our life but we just can't oh. we just can't remember it and that's why these photos fill us with such a nostalgic sense of dread wow. because on some level we fucking remember when we were there and we don't like it and we're blocking it out yeah that's why like you'll see videos online of like a weird room be like have you dreamed this room or something like exactly that's, that's terrifying all right, so that's how it started. But then there was this idea that there might be deeper levels to the back rooms, that this yellow office space was the tutorial level of the back rooms. A lot of the lore of back rooms is rooted in video games and, okay. and more specifically in code. And a few episodes ago, we were talking about simulation theory. Mm. If you believe in simulation theory, then the backrooms fits in perfectly with your worldview because this is essentially a, a glitch in simulation or it could be a like, what do they call it? Like a, a, a debug area, <laughs> a debugging area <laughs> That's of cool. simulation yeah, theory yeah, yeah. that we live, that planet Earth and our reality is actually known as the front rooms. Okay. 
and that hell, heaven, purgatory, everything you might experience unconsciously, subconsciously, or when you go, when you pass over, uh, when you die, that could all be the back rooms, you know, the debug area when you're taken out of your shell. There's this idea that there's multiple levels to the back rooms, that this is level one and that uh, this is level zero and that you could no clip back to our reality or you might be able to no clip into a deeper level known as level one, the habitable zone. Let me read you the description of level one. A level reached when one chooses not to enter the no-clip zone and instead wanders around level zero for days. It is darker than level zero and features more industrial architecture with mechanical-like sounds being heard throughout the place. The level appears to be dark like a dingy warehouse with a low-lying fog and puddles of water everywhere. As opposed to level zero, the fluorescent lights begin to flicker more frequently, occasionally shutting down completely. Um, and this is when the beings come out. Some people describe this location to contain distant screams. That's level one. You could explore level one, uh, and then eventually you could go even deeper into level two, the third and traditionally the final level. This level is known as pipe dreams. Oh, like the game? Uh, I'm not sure. What's the game? Uh, there, it was like an old uh, Windows game where like it was like green slime. You had to like put pipes in it. Oh, like, maybe. Remember that game? Yeah, it's called I don't. Pipe I don't. This is the third level of the back rooms, and according to the three level theory, it is one of the darkest levels, containing more industrial like architecture. This level appears to be long service tunnels with pipes lining the walls. Yeah, you go into pipe dreams. (laughs) It is described as being reached when one simply wanders around level one for long enough, for a long enough period of time and features much higher temperature than other levels. Survivors of the back room claim the only way to escape the level is to remain calm, stating that only when the back rooms have become your home can you depart. I love this. That is traditionally what the back rooms are. There's, okay. there's three levels. So if you're a purist, you only consider level zero. This is it. This is all the back rooms yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, And then if you're a traditionalist, you would say, okay, there's multiple levels to the back rooms. There's actually three levels, purist and traditionalist. But there's actually a third group of people who have gone off the deep end, literally, uh, and have expanded the backroom's lore to an unfathomable uh, level. Uh, there's so much information. So I just really want to hit home that traditionally it's just this yellow room. Okay. Um, for the purists. And then some people will say that there's three levels, which I just described. And then there, to just reiterate, there's people who go beyond that that add all this other stuff of which I will now attempt to describe, but I'm sorry if I lose the narrative because this goes way too deep. Okay, so here's how deep the back rooms go uh, for some people. Okay. It goes beyond level three. In fact, it goes infinitely deep. Oh, no. We don't truly have a concept for how deep the back rooms go. But there are what are known as backroom clusters, 
A cluster is typically 1,000 levels, 1,000 levels, of which humans are only aware and have only explored the first cluster. We, Because the backrooms have only been around for four years that we've been talking about it, people claim to have explored the backrooms. This is wild, actually. There's people out there who claim to be backrooms explorers. <laughs> there are Reddit groups of teams of people who claim to be backroom explorers. Supposedly, there are even live streams of people who are streaming themselves in the backrooms. What I found fascinating is that the backrooms has its own Wi-Fi and it has its own cellular data. So that's why people can take pictures and stream from the backrooms. Okay. There are groups of people known to operate within the backrooms. One of them is known as the Explorer Group. Uh, there's also supposedly a military group, like a government entity of people who maintain the backrooms. Uh, and there's also like a team of robotics scientists who are building robots to explore the backrooms. Um, you may or may not have heard of these groups. No, I've never heard of this. This is awesome. Um, some of the known creatures that have been discovered in the back rooms, there's uh, creatures known as windows, which appear to look like regular windows, but they don't they don't go outside. The windows are dark and there always is a person, an entity, a shadow figure in the window looking at you and it will point at you to direct other creatures in the back rooms to find you. Oh my God. There is a creature in the back rooms known as the Smiler, which is basically a giant smile painted on the wall that will summon other creatures to you. Uh, they have things known as the Death Moth. They have the Candle Girl. They have the Hounds, which I've just talked about. There are so many creatures in the back rooms. Um, I'm just going to go through my notes very quickly here because it's all over the place. <laughs> There's difficulty levels to the back rooms. Depending on what level you are, you have a survivability rate. Some levels of the back rooms are pretty harmless. Like level one is just empty and there's no entities yeah. in it. But the deeper you go, the darker it gets. And you might find that some levels are filled with entities. Let me try to skip ahead in my notes here. Uh, there's one level that is like a suburban neighborhood, but it's always midnight and you can't go into any of the houses. You're just stuck on the street and it's filled with like creatures from the back rooms. Um, there is another level known as level seven, which let me, let me describe level seven of the back rooms. It's a hallway with a Oh, it's it's the picture I showed you with the water in it. Okay. It's the water hallway. That's where you start, but you will eventually navigate your way out of the hallway and find yourself in an infinite ocean. Like the staircase will just lead up and then you'll just be surrounded by water that goes in all directions forever. That is actually a deep fear of mine. That's horrible. That's I, level I do seven. Not like that. <laughs> level eight is an infinite cave system. Um so for some people, levels one through nine are known as the quantum stable levels of the back room, which basically say that these are accepted known levels that you can go to. Um, and some levels, because the back rooms are like a glitch in the matrix, are less stable. Um, some levels, the walls are glitching out, the colors. Some levels are all black and white. 
They don't have colors. Some levels are inverted or incomplete. Those are not the quantum stable levels. Levels one through nine are quantum stable levels. I'm telling you, man, it's all over the place. Uh, level seven being an infinite ocean has a known creature in it known as the creature from level seven. The creature from level Good seven name. is essentially this prehistoric snake that lives in that infinite ocean. It's said to be something like 30,000 feet long. And they said that this prehistoric snake has eaten everything else in that ocean and is now the only creature left alive in there. If you go to level seven and find your way out of the hallways into that infinite ocean, you may be confronted by the creature from level seven. And you would like immediately know you're in there too. That's Probably. Scary. There's items in the back rooms. Okay. Uh, the most common item you can find is almond water. Bottles of sweet tasting vanilla rose water known as almond water, because you might be in the back rooms for a long time, this will sustain you. Um, like your Estes flask. It really is, dude. I I mean, there's I, a lot taken from video games. And also, like, I, I could get this sense of, like, deep fear from, like, limitations of video games. Like, yeah. fog is a big, like, thing to, to hide draw distance. And I, and I love how that's kind of found its way into this um level six is an almost completely dark hallway it's impossible to see the walls above or around you and it's filled with creatures but you can't see the creatures because it's so dark level 200 oh is a nice town it's like a nice oh. town in the middle of uh, the southwest desert like a village and when you go to level 200 you're greeted by an old man who welcomes you to the town and says everybody there's really eager to meet you and he starts to introduce you to the townspeople uh but the more you meet the townspeople the more you realize they don't want you to leave the town you may have uh, been tricked you may have been convinced that you've returned to planet earth only to find that you are actually in level 200 now there's different tricks on how to get out of each one of these levels but it, it almost seems like getting out of a level only puts you into a deeper level. Yeah, like a worse situation. It keeps getting, yeah, worse and worse. That's why I mentioned that the apparently the backrooms have their own Wi-Fi. So presumably if you are sent to the backrooms with your cell phone, you can look up the information on the backrooms and try to figure out how to escape. <laughs> you can look up the game facts for the backrooms. You can look up the game facts while you're in there. Um... So the backrooms have, have been created by people on the internet mm. and they are anonymously contributing um, things to the Wikipedia. That's cool. Sometimes the levels get redesigned and sometimes they get deleted mm. from the canon of backrooms. So one such deleted level that used to be canon and no longer is was level 80, which was a long deserted road that went through the Southwest desert, kind of like the road on the way to Las Vegas. Okay. Or when you're driving through Arizona or yeah. Texas, you know, it's just a road in the middle of the desert and there's nothing there. Yeah. Like fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Exactly. Yeah. But apparently that's no longer accepted as level 80. Okay. A lot of levels have no information about them. If you go on the Wikipedia, like level 349, 350, 351, 352, there's a big chunk where it just says no data. And some people think that the government is trying to hide that data from people from knowing about it. Um, so 
that's the back rooms and kind of the lore surrounding the back rooms. But there are some real world mysteries that have been tied to the back rooms that I actually find fascinating. One of them is this idea of there are entrances to the back rooms on our planet. One of them would be the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, and we've covered that on the show before, too. Yeah, they say that because so many planes and ships have disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle, some people think that it's uh, entryway straight to level seven. Oh, God. That if you disappear in the Bermuda Triangle, you actually find yourself in that infinite ocean of level seven. Could you imagine you're flying your plane through the Bermuda Triangle and suddenly the ocean takes over. just takes over it's everything because you didn't realize that you've slipped into level seven of the back rooms i wonder if like you know to play along here like that prehistoric snake thing is giving birth to eels and that's why we don't know how eels mate it could be because they just emerge from the bermuda triangle um yeah they could be coming back from the back room um people have looked at images of space from the Hubble telescope and they notice these parts of space that are totally devoid of stars and light. You ever see a picture of space and it's just a wall of stars? Yeah. But there'll be like just a cloud of emptiness, just blackness. Mm. People think that that might be the location of the back rooms. Dude, that's in, also in like our universe. an element of video games because sometimes uh, uh, to save space, like people put levels like deep into like the void. Yeah. So, dude, this is awesome. Um, so possible ways that you can enter the back room. No clipping through our reality into the back room is the most common way. It's also the scariest way because you just unintentionally find yourself there. Yeah, you just drop out of existence. But the back rooms could just be a place in your mind. So some people think you can enter the back rooms through lucid dreaming or uh. through the use of hallucinogenic drugs. They also think that you can meditate to the point where you shift your reality and you actually mind shift into the back rooms on accident. Um, it is said that the landmass, like I already mentioned, is three times the size of Earth. Okay. Uh, and they say that a large population of people are placed in the back rooms every year. It's estimated that 100 million people enter the back rooms every decade, and that in total, it is said that 12 billion people have been to the back rooms uh, ever. I don't know. I don't know how they count this. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. It's definitely like a little bit of like a child brain. Like and 12 billion. It, it really. Yeah. I mean, this is a lot of kids yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> entering this stuff, but this is what they say. Yeah. There's this concept in the back rooms of quantum immortality. You may find yourself in the back rooms with your friend, you and me, or a group of people. Yeah. And we're in the back rooms and we start getting chased by the hounds or the smiler or the party goers. Oh my God, the party goers are so scary. The party goers are these creatures in the back room that will slowly follow you. And if they catch you, they can latch onto you and turn you into a party goer. They kind of look like slimy gumbies. You know, Gumby, how he's yeah, all yeah. blocked and stuff. They kind of look like that. And they carry around balloons with them. That's why they're called party goers. But they say that in the back rooms, you may be going through hallways and you just see a hallway that's empty, but it's filled with a bunch of balloons that are no. floating at different levels. And you know, the party goers are nearby. 
So when you see the balloons, you have to run. But there's this idea of quantum immortality. So say we're in there together and a party goer gets me or a hound gets me and you see me die. And now you are alone in the back rooms. But here's the thing. That's your reality. And your reality continues on as if I died. Okay. But my reality continues on as if I didn't die. That every time you see a person die, your reality splits into multiple realities. And the people who witnessed the death will stay in this timeline where their friend died while that friend will unknowingly continue in their own timeline where they did not die. Is it like a life system? Like, do you have an extra life? No. This is kind of hard to explain, the Mm. concept of quantum immortality, but the easiest way to put it is that no one truly dies in the back rooms. It is just a hallucination. In fact... Some people have theorized that the back rooms take place entire take place entirely within your mind, and therefore all of it is hallucination. The creatures that you see don't really exist. Death is an illusion. You are just in a strange mental state. Okay. Uh, so that. the idea of quantum immortality is, uh, you know, every time there's an event that would kill a person, it actually splits reality. The person who you perceive to die continues on living in their own reality where they are unaware They think that they survived the events while everyone else thinks that they died and they are now living in two split timelines. They may even still have be a part of the group like you're still with them in their timeline. Shit. But in your timeline, you're alone because you both are on your own timeline, your own realities. Quantum immortality. I'm following you, but it's it's like my brain is going like you can't. so, So some people think for that reason that you can't die in the back rooms, which kind of eliminates some of the fear of being back there. I like to think that quantum immortality. Is that's like added fear to me, like the idea that you're in a different timeline than your friends. Like that's yeah. horrific. Um, people say that time works differently in the back rooms. And so that if you're able to enter and exit the back rooms, it could be used as a form of time travel that you can actually enter the back rooms and go back in time and come back out at a different point in our reality. Because of this, because of all of this, like, quantum science time travel shit with the back rooms there's a theory that the government is aware of the back rooms and are maintaining it to use it as a research facility this could be what area 51 is some people have speculated an entrance to the back rooms um yeah there's all kinds of like mysteries with it. some people think that malaysia flight 370 oh no which famously, oh, no. which famously disappeared in 2014. Oh no! And the wreckage was never found. Yeah, they say it could have entered oh, the back geez. rooms. Maybe it's in level seven. The biggest mystery of the back rooms, though, uh, goes all the way back to this photo, because nobody knows where this photo came from. I was going to ask you in the beginning, like, has anyone ever found and, this? And this truly is the biggest mystery of the back rooms. Who took this photo and where did they take it? For the past five years, people have been trying to hunt down the location of this photo and have been unable to do it. But there are some theories. I think it is a possibility we may actually find this location at some point. Yeah. So off the bat, the shittiest theory that I think, some people think that this is a computer-generated image. 
that it doesn't actually exist. I could see that. And that this was created by an AI. Yeah, I could see that this being a 3D model. Other people think that this picture has been tinted yellow, that the true building is more white Mm. in appearance. And a lot of people say that this is an old Sears department store. Yeah, it looks like one, 100%. Which is why so many people find it to be familiar. Yeah. Because at some point, a lot of us were in this these old Sears stores before they closed. Yeah. Um, people have tracked this. They've, they've pinpointed an address in upstate New York where okay. they think the building uh, might be located that this photo was taken at. But that building has since been destroyed and demolished. Which would make sense that the entrance to the back rooms is a building that is demolished. I feel like there's a big, this whole idea of liminal spaces and places you're not supposed to go to being um, closely tied with the back rooms. I feel like maybe any liminal space can send you to the back rooms. Maybe if you find yourself in an abandoned mall at four in the morning, you might slip into the back rooms. Or if you're walking through a parking structure and nobody else is there and you go down a hallway that you didn't notice. Okay. You ever been in an old weird parking structure and you're like in a staircase and the staircase is spiraling around, you know, and there's a big gap between levels and you come down the staircase. And as you're going down, you see there's like a 12 foot wall underneath the stairs that you just walked down. Yeah. You ever been in a situation like that? And you'll find a tiny fucking random door, like eight feet up underneath the stair stairwell. And you're like, where the fuck does that door lead? People say that those are glitch doors. And if you were able to go through that door, you would find yourself in the back rooms. Well, I know what to avoid now. <laughs> it's all over the place. Like no, this is I, awesome. I literally spent like uh, I watched like a two hour iceberg dive on the back rooms and I couldn't even like follow how I mean, I could follow it, but it was so much to put down. I was taking notes of uh all the interesting stuff, mm -hmm. but it was just so much. It goes on forever. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of rooms uh, in the back room. It's it's crazy. That that was a, a trip. Yeah. So, um, I guess the last thing I'll say about this mm -hmm. is because this is so recent. You know, Hollywood is yet to catch on. I'm sure there's yeah. a backrooms horror movie coming, or like a video game or something. There's already a couple of video games. Okay. There's no less than five video games created about the backrooms. But there's a 16-year-old filmmaker yeah. who has been making horror films based on the back rooms awesome. uh, that are insanely popular. This kid is going to become famous oh, just yeah. based on the popularity of these. I have his original horror film here. Oh. It's a nine-minute video. It's called The Back Rooms Found Footage. Uh, I think we should watch it, and, okay. and you can react to it. Sure. Rolling. All right. And I think action. you're going to like this. Oh, hell yeah. Already scary. <laughs> I like that it's kind of starting as like an right, indie cut. film. Cut. That was good. That was good, guys. All right. Uh, that was good. I'm thinking we get a wide angle and then we're done. Okay? All right. Yeah, cool. cool. Like, how much further? Like, uh, a little more. Right. A little more. Okay. Like, yeah. Mega 64. Yeah. Oh. oh, no. No clips. Oh, shit. How it happens. No clip through reality. Shouts out Kane Parsons. Yeah, this is sick. It reminds me of like Hello? when Marvel Hornets became a thing. Hello? 
Hey guys. So this film is pretty much praised for capturing the experience of what it would be like to be in level zero of the back rooms. Yeah, I wonder if you found these locations or if this is like a CG model. It looks like a mixture. Hello? Whoa, there's a little... Is someone there? Oh, I hate you like that. Look at this. This is the weird... Keep in mind the back rooms is three times the size of planet Earth. Like over a hundred million square miles. Yeah, this reminds me of like those little uh, passageways you have to squeeze through in video games so they could load the level. Yeah. I really want like a behind the scenes. I want to know how they made this. I could tell you, but I'll tell you okay. afterwards. Sure. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not going up there. Got to, bro. <laughs> Got to find it. The only way out of the back rooms is to just explore and find the no-clip zone. I want to find the no-clip zone. No-clip back to reality. I hate horror movies, so I'm like genuinely scared right now. It gets scarier. No. <laughs> Can anybody hear me? Hello? Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't hear that the first time I watched it. Damn it. Keep in mind it smells moldy in there. Yeah, like my, my grandma's basement. No furniture, no people. You might find other people in the back rooms, but your chances are extremely low. Supposedly, there's whole populations of people who live in the back rooms. Oh, there's shit written on the walls. Arrows. The back rooms are filled with arrows and signs, but a lot of them are meant to deceive you, to trick oh. you to going deeper into the back rooms. Okay. This reminds me of like Portal 1. What the hell? Like when you find Ratman shit. Don't move, stay still. No. <laughs> He's on level zero. But he might just stumble his way into level one. Cause this is what it's like. My, just, mouth, my mouth is dry right now. <laughs> you're just lost in the back rooms. Palms are sweating. Oh no. Notice how it's just changing. Yeah, fuck Will Smith. Give this kid an Oscar. <laughs> I'm telling you. aesthetic has changed you've gone deeper into the back rooms I don't know how much I could say I'm genuinely impressed by this kid's film yeah 16 years very old very inspiring 
This looks like a friend's house, like when you're like uh, sleeping over and you like don't know where anything is. It's another liminal space. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of Garrett's uh, parents. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Workspace that we filmed the PT video in. Is he doing that on the light switch? Now I've entered like an art museum. Art museums are pretty scary. Big liminal space. Kind of the vague industrial sound. Yeah, yeah. So this doesn't quite follow the exact lore of what the levels are, but it gives you a good idea of how the levels of the back rooms can change suddenly without you realizing it. And the more you explore, the more you find. What the fuck? This isn't real. This isn't real. <laughs> this, this isn't real. Oh, I want to see him jump. I thought he was going to jump too. There it is. Found the exit. Turn it off. We're good. Don't need to watch any more fire exit. Oh, no. He's going to have to backwards long jump up those stairs. Oh, oh. fuck. He's back. Back to level zero. We're almost done here, people. This video currently has like 23 million views. That's awesome. I hope this dude can like make more stuff and not just be tied to making more of this. Oh, this is bad. No, I love this. Oh, there's a, yeah. he's expanded this into a whole film oh, series. Shit. He has a whole, he has many, many videos, whole YouTube channel of back, okay. back rooms. Uh, themed short films, which everybody at home could check out if they like this. They get more intricate. They explore some of the people and creatures and communities within the back rooms. Oh, Jesus Christ. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> the chair being thrown. Chairs in the back room <coughs> are uh, bad. <laughs> if you sit in a chair in the back room, you might no clip to a deeper level. Oh. That's like speedrunner shit. Is that a hound? I'm not sure what that creature is. That could be a hound. I think hounds typically walk on all fours, but. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is about the carpeting that's eerie to me. Oh, no. Oh, did you drop the camera? Dude. Oh, he was there. He would have died anyway, though. So, 
some people have pointed out that at the end of that clip, the creature actually grabs the person. Yeah. And yeah, he drops the camera and the camera itself falls into that. That's the end of the video right there. Yeah, that was awesome. The, the camera itself falls to that neighborhood. But is that neighborhood planet Earth? Is that reality? Or is that just a deeper level of the back rooms? That could be level 200. That could be the town. We don't know. That's the back rooms, everybody. And we've just spent an hour talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to save my stuff for a later episode. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I think that was so concise and so good that I don't want, really want to taint it. Okay, yeah, all right. Then we'll just end it there. That's, yeah. uh, that's our episode for today, everybody. And I hope that that was cohesive. I think it was. I, I feel like I was a little bit all over the place talking about the back rooms. <laughs> I was, I was uh, deep in, deep into it. If you want to find out more about the backrooms, there is an expansive wiki about it. There is a huge community. Uh, like I said, there's multiple YouTube channels exploring the lore, the theories of the backrooms and short films. Apparently, there's live streams of people who have been to the backrooms. So if you're interested in it, check it out. There's much more to be said. I couldn't even scratch the surface. I, I feel like I gave you maybe 20 percent uh, and I and it was a little bit of everything. So, OK, thanks for sticking with us. I hope that made sense. Leave a comment down below if you are familiar with the backrooms. What is your favorite part of the backrooms? Either something I mentioned or maybe something I forgot to mention or didn't mention. Let us know. This community is so big. It's so expansive. I, I know that there's so much more out there about this. Uh, we could probably do another episode oh, about it, hell yeah. to be honest. Johnny did a bunch of research on different um, legends that we didn't even cover. No. So <laughs> we'll get to that next episode. Sure, so yeah, maybe yeah. this will be a big two-parter. But as for right now, we're going to call it today. Thanks for watching, everybody. This has been another episode of Mega Strange. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and hit yes. that notifications button. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at Mega Strange Podcast. We are back every Saturday at noon with a brand new episode. We'll see you next time. Stay strange, everybody. Good night. Have a good one. <laughs>